Downloads of this show are available on Podomatic.com and the Podomatic mobile app. This is Radio Free Brooklyn. And this is Young Persons Radio! I don't usually wake up this early. Okay. Caller, what is so important? I guess it's a show where you talk to people who are hit by lightning. Hey, Colby. It's Tim Keck. What's up, bitch? This is Mary Coolin. Colby, Colby, it's Jason Trachtenberg with a very quick phone call. It's me, Jean Craig, and George. It's Monica. Yay. Yay. Can I tell you a pigeon story? He's raising baby pigeons in a pasta colander. Pigeon, is that you? There's enough evidence from here to lock her away. Childish. What kind of art were you doing at the karate school? The out of the I think Dollar. I'm not a fan of the show. I've never heard of it before. Are you back to number one yet? I'm feeling real cool. Ulterior. Yeah, just shout like a bunch of dorks. I truly can't tell if everyone's making fun of us. Is this what this feels this like every is, week? Yeah. Come in. Oh my god. Oh my god, it's Colby. You have a nasty habit of surviving. Well, you know what they say about the fittest? Good morning, everybody. This is Young Persons Radio, hosted by me, Colby Smith, your Sunday morning comedy talk program this and every Sunday from 10 to 11 a.m. on Radio Free Brooklyn. This is what Brooklyn sounds like. And why do I do the 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 uh, the uh, the tagline there for the station? Well, it's nice to be back home again. If I could go back a home. If I could go back a home. <sighs> Typical uh, young person's radio fashion, uh, starting off the show with a reference to a very, very late in his career Elton John song. <laughs> starting off the show uh, uh, with a reference to something nobody cares about. Uh, but anyway, this is Young Person's Radio. Sorry, we had a little bit of a, a, a weird, like, static interference there during the uh the intro uh so sorry about that i'm not sure what that was uh about uh but uh hopefully we will continue to have perfect audio quality uh now and through the rest of the show our number 
Uh, this is a call-in show uh, for everybody, all the new listeners uh, that I know we're welcoming this week. And uh, the number is different this week than it has last week. So this is a message for the old listeners and the new. The number now to call in is 718-928-9732. That's 718-928-9732. It's uh, the, the new, and uh, I think this is the, the call-in number has changed a couple times in the show's history. Uh, I think this is the final time. <laughs> of course, now that I said that, uh, now that I said that, it's going to change again next week. Uh, but the, this is this, this is should be the permanent call-in number for the show now. Uh, that's 718-928-9732. And, and uh, this is Young Persons Radio. I'm Colby Smith. We will be with you till 11 o'clock, at which point we will be followed by Two Thumbs Undecided, the uh, smash hit movie review show of the Radio Free Brooklyn season. That'll start at 11, then at noon. As always, the Brooklyn conversation with Rosie, and then at 1 p.m., objection to the rule. Radio Free Brooklyn's answer to the Sunday morning political talk show circuit. So every possible base you have is covered this and every talk show Sunday here on Radio Free Brooklyn. We have a a, a full swath, a veritable swath of talk shows here on uh, on Radio Free Brooklyn. Uh, many of them live, some pre-recorded, but uh, keep that dial tuned. Keep that app open on your phone. That's right. Radio Free Brooklyn has an app, folks. Uh, it's available wherever you get your apps. It's available for iOS on the uh, App Store uh, and the Google Play Store for Android. That's the best way to take us with you uh, wherever you want to go. Listen to us on the go, access the schedule, access information about the station, the hosts, uh, all kinds of cool things that we've got coming up. Uh, but if you prefer, if you're a newsletter person, because there are newsletter people out there, you know, there are uh, uh, people who, who who subscribe to these like tiny letter things or like what, what uh, there's, you know, that's not the only one, but uh, there's a bunch of them. So if you if that's your preferred, uh, if that's your preferred uh, 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 method of finding things out, we do have a, a newsletter for the station that's a uh, uh, radio Free Brooklyn, and you can find out more of that at RadioFreeBrooklyn.org slash newsletter. We're only going to get you, uh, uh, we're only going to email you once a month, uh, and it's the best way to find out about RFB events, interviews, ticket giveaways, special offers on RFB swag, and more. So sign up for the newsletter at RadioFreeBrooklyn.org slash newsletter. Again, that number is 718-928-9732. That's 718-928-9732 is our number. Sorry, I'm getting a little interference here. I'm not sure what's what the deal is. But we're, we're working on it. We're going to come back. up 
on the show today. We're, uh, Tim Keck's going to be calling in later. We're going to be talking to him. Uh, uh, probably got some NBA season stuff we can talk about. Uh, I know we've both been to the movies this week. Uh, 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 we saw Us. That was exciting. We saw Us. Uh, that should be good, so we'll be able to talk about that a little bit. Uh, so stay stay tuned for all kinds of fun stuff we got coming up. It is I, the shadow person from the movie Us, the new nightmare from Jordan Peele, the wizard behind Get Out, and soon to be host of the Twilight Zone, Jordan Peele. He has a new horror movie out called Us, in which every person has a has a tethered is what they're called in the movie a shadow version of themselves the government found out how to split the person but not to split the soul so every tethered every shadow person is connected in some weird cosmic way Mirroring the movements of those who live above the surface. And I am Kolb's Tethered. Come to seek my revenge for the life he gets to live above the surface while I live in a deep tunnel. Eating rabbits. Raw flesh rabbits. But because all people are linked to their tethers, I also host a radio show. I'm an experienced broadcaster. And I, this day, is the untethering. I and my brothers and sisters will rise, kill everyone on the surface, and take over their lives. But I realize... If I'm going to continue, I must first ingratiate myself to the listeners of this program, the Radio Free Brooklyn audience. So that's why I'm here today, attempting to break through. Break through. By the end of the hour, the untethering will be complete. And my show will have completely replaced Young Person's Radio. On Radio Free Brooklyn. Kolb's Tethered will be your host. I will attempt to break through. This was... Every person has a tethered. A concept that the movie stole from the sub-boss Shadow Link in the Water Temple level of... The Legend of Zelda, Ocarina of Time. So let's get the show started. 718 928 
is our number. 90s LA, but you know, we didn't get that. Uh, but it, you know, it's fun. It's a, it's a fun trip to the, I mean, all these Marvel, but they're all kind of the, about the same level of, of, uh, quality. Right. And like, for some reason, the coverage around this one made it seem like it was like a step down or a, a cut below the rest. Uh, but it was fun. But the, but, but the point I'm trying to make is that we got, uh, this is the first time uh, that trip to the movies is the first time I saw the full trailer for this Elton John movie. Uh, that's coming out, which you can imagine is a big, uh, a big deal uh, around these parts. Around these parts, Rocket Man the movie uh, is a big deal. It's starting, starring Taron Eg- Eg- Egerton, Edgerton, Taron Edgerton, uh, as Elton John. And the trailer, there was a teaser trailer a couple months ago that like l- made it look like it was going to be a more fantastical, kind of absurdist thing. Like it ends with him kind of floating above the stage. And uh, uh, I feel like that is the direction I'm hoping we go in here is like if uh, uh, if it becomes like a more like absurdist kind of like like not magical realism exactly, but a little more like like you do like the hallucination stuff. Cause that's like all the drugs and that could be kind of a fun direction for them to go in so you know i got high hopes for it i got high hopes for it i think the the uh the 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 danger is that it becomes like bohemian rhapsody the movie for for elton john where it's just like scene after scene of oh i uh, this is we're gonna take you inside the moment where he uh oh well we got our first caller uh on the line he- oh hello caller welcome to the program <laughs> Hey, Colby! Hey, 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 TK! How's it going, bud? It's Tim Keck. For people who don't know, because, you know, Tim, we get a lot of, uh, we get new listeners every week to this thing. Who, every week. People who want to be welcomed into the world of uh, Young Persons uh-huh. Radio. This guy is a, is a, a, a superstar in the world of YPR. Wow. Okay, he calls every week. Wow. He, he 
is slowly, I think, stealing fans away from me. <laughs> oh, I doubt that. <laughs> Where people are it's like you know the beginning of uh of uh the wtf podcast where people are like skipping past the intro to just get to the interview people are gonna start skipping they're already doing it they're already skipping past like the front trunk of the show until like till they get to the tim keck call yeah i have got a lot of requests for people to uh for me to pick a specific time to call in Uh like call in from 20 after (laughs) to uh you know 10 30 just so that they know when to tune into the live show. Right. Um, but uh, so, I mean, I can start doing that if that's easier for the fans. I, I mean, I really don't want to disappoint anybody. I, mean, I would uh, say give them, give them what they want. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I like for this bad. show, I like for the show to just be complete. This is also how I live my life too, is uh, it's just completely at the mercy of whatever anyone wants from me at a given time. Right. I just, I just exist to please and serve. Have a saying no problem. Exactly. Yes. One hundred percent have a saying no problem. And I would like for that to to spill over into the show. Uh, so if people want if people want Tim Keck to call in at ten twenty every week, no matter what's going on, we'll do it. Everybody, reach out to Colb. Send him your emails. Send him your personal phone calls. I've yes. got a personal phone number if you need that for me. Um, I'm, a, I'm I'm here to help you. Yeah. So let's try and make this uh, show of Colby's an even better platform for me. Yeah. Well, what's going on, Tim? Not much. You were talking movies. I like talking movies. We yeah. Got, I saw Captain Marvel and Us pretty recently. Yes. Let's talk about Captain Marvel. You know, because uh, and let me let me just say that there there are like there's a million. People talking about Captain Marvel right now, you know, it's like inescapable in the yeah in the culture. I, uh, I I have a problem with like just like adding my voice to the chorus on this thing, but like it's it, it's the popular. Mo- I feel like you've got we as we have a duty to engage in the culture, Tim. You know, we got you got to see the yeah. big movie. I think it's a good rule for like life as a as a young person is you got to check out the popular thing, even just to see what the hype's about. Yeah, I think you do at a certain point. Uh, and, and I mean, we saw us together. Yeah. That was great. Yeah. And we went, like, opening opening night. It was much, a blast. Right? Like, the first Friday. It was a blast. And it was packed, and I waited online. I haven't, like, waited online for a movie in forever. It's, it's a, an incredible experience to see a movie with a full theater. Yeah, people. it's like opening night. People are jacked. They're so excited to be there. They're, like, talking and, like like, shouting and laughing and stuff during the thing. It's great. It's so fun. Yeah. Captain Marvel is was great. I really liked it. I thought it was good. I don't know. I guess I don't know if it's great. I was well, invested the whole time. I thought it was fun. I had a good time at the theater. I didn't know how I felt about Brie Larson. Yeah, that's, uh, that's kind I of a weak point. I, I feel like she is a she must be a good actor because they gave her that role. She has an Oscar. But I, it's I think it's different to be. I think it's kind of like hard to be a superhero. Mm hmm in these movies and deliver lines like, I don't know, the scroll and Cree invasion is going according to plan yes. with like any sort of weight behind it. Yeah. I mean, you, they say insane shit mm-hmm. and you have to be someone who's like corny enough, but believable enough yeah. to engage in that kind of conversation. I do and I think, think it's a hard it, like, thing to do. I, I do think it's very, very hard. I mean, like, like, uh, I think it does take like a certain kind of actor. I, I think it's like not the thing that just anybody can do, you know? Like, yeah. uh, like we were, we were watching, like, it's like you see in all those, like, 
That's why there there was like a class of actor who like only did sci-fi movies. You know what I mean? Because like it's just a thing that right. they're good at. Like you have to there. There's like a certain quality, and I don't think it's something you can like learn at, at drama school or whatever. There's a certain quality where you just like you based on like what people are like looking like and how they're acting and everything. You just believe certain actors more when they say stuff like, "Oh, the scrolls are changing shape again." You know, <laughs> like, right. That's why like that's why yeah. people love uh, people love Patrick Stewart on Star Trek so much is that he has all this like gravitas, but he's saying things like it'll take us months to reach Piranha 4. <laughs> yes, that's a skill. It's a legit skill. It I is. Think. And that's it's just, it, not everybody's got it. And it's un- it's unfair to compare the two. But I think Captain Marvel is, is obviously directly getting compared with Wonder Woman. And now I famously think Wonder Woman was a terrible movie, mm-hmm. uh, but I love Gal Gadot, and I think her Wonder Woman's awesome. I think she was a better Wonder Woman in Batman vs Superman. Mm-hmm. But maybe somebody like that in the in the Captain Marvel role would have been a little bit more excited about. Yeah, I think. But, uh, yeah, they they just she's just so bland is the problem. Not Gal Gadot, but Brie uh, Brie Larson in the movie. Like right. they she's they try so and give her bland. they try and give her these like oh she's like. There are a lot of moments in the movie where the the other characters like tell her she's funny. You know what I mean? Right. Like, there are several points where it's like her her old lesbian lover or Sam Jackson or like even like the scroll guy at one point is just like ha ha ha. You're a funny one, aren't you? <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> and it's just like no, she's not being. She's not having any fun doing this. It doesn't seem like it's all. And I and I feel like it's a little unfair just of how late in the game this movie's coming. You know, like, it's been mm-hmm. long overdue. There have been so many of these movies, and they're now finally having a woman, right. like, be a leading role. And yes. I found that actually refreshing. I think that's great. I they completely agree. Ago. It was they like do tons more. They've done a million of these uh, movies now, and it's, like, so nice to see the lead not be a white man looking serious. You know? <laughs> but I think now they're going to run into this problem where... Like, what's the new take on a superhero? They've, like, done all the tropes, and now they're all kind of gravitating towards a Tony Stark, Star-Lord-type quality, Yeah, where they're all snarky. Every every superhero has to be snarky. And they weren't all snarky. No. They were never like that. There were a handful that were, and, of course, that's why they're the most popular. People love Spider-Man because of that attitude. Right. Well, I guess, like, is Superman snarky? And I haven't seen any of the new movies with Superman, except for Batman v Superman. I think DC is a different world. Okay, sure, sure. You know what? You know what so we're crying boring, out for. But now? all the Marvel movies are going towards the middle. Now that you bring this up, you know what I think we're crying out for. What? A new Hancock. I mean, honestly, if they came out with another superhero movie and uh, the lead superhero was not funny at all, I yeah. think it would be like I think it would be refreshing. Uh, Tim, are you, you have somebody who takes themselves? Are you hearing this? Hey. Are you hearing this static? Uh. Can you hear me, Cole? Can you hear me? I can't. Uh, there's lots of tag in the way, We've been having some, like, weird... It's, like, been coming in and out at, like, red. I don't know what's going on exactly. Does it have to do with the super worm move? Let me just, let, let me just like, see if I can... Uh, see if I can, like, see if I can diagnose them. Red, 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 red
Hello? Welcome back to the program. Hey, it's great to be calling in again. You know, my fans have been sending me letters yes. saying that I should only call in at certain points in your show. Yes. I, you know what I say to that, Tim? What? Fuck them. <laughs> Call in whenever you want to my program. The buck. Here's what. Here's what you need to know about Kolb's tethered. You and everyone else. The buck stops here. The buck the stops. Fuck stops here. The buck stops with me. The fuck stops with no, you. No, the buck. Right, the buck. No, the buck. Nothing gets past me without my saying You're, so. Nothing gets past you without you fucking it. No, the buck. Right, the buck. You drive me crazy. <laughs> anyway, Tim. I know you've hey. you've taken up running recently. I have. I love running. You're training for I'm a also, marathon. You're training. Also head of the scissor gathering committee. Oh, interesting. I would like to get I'm a place a- on that committee and go see a certain host I know. Well, I want to make sure that when people go above ground, they all have. Their own pair of scissors. Yes. For stabbing. And it turns out we only had about like 20 pairs of scissors left down here. Oh? So I've been going up sneakily and and stealing other pairs of scissors. (laughs) I put on different costumes. I found... At the carnival. Mm-hmm. I have a, a Mickey Mouse costume that I put on. What? <laughs> and then I break into people's homes. I look for their sewing kit. I take their scissors and bring them back down. Good. Tim, what are you going to do to your tethered when you get above ground? If he's anything like me. He is. He's exactly like you, except the opposite, kind of. Oh. Well, I was going to say, if he's anything like me, he's going to hate being tickled. So I was planning on sneaking up on him. When he least expects it. Moving my fingers like tiny caterpillars all at once. And sticking them right under that soft place below his armpits. And watching him squirm. Watching him squirm. Oh, that sounds evil. Then I'd probably kill him. Yeah, you should kill him. You need to kill him and take over his life. But do it different, I guess. 
I've, I've been watching his life, and it doesn't seem that much better than ours. Yes, we live below ground in an abandoned government facility, and he lives on the street level up below our apartment that has parties all the time. Doesn't seem as happy as he could be. You know what's just occurring to me, Tim, is that uh, our tethered Colbin Tim's uh, apartment really mirrors exactly what the tethered's describe in the movie Us, where they live this near subterranean life with the constant knowledge that the people who live above them are having really fun parties and doing drugs and listening to music all the time. (laughs) Did not anticipate that connection today. Do you think that they're, they're connected to people on the other floor? And that if they, you know, walk around, the other person walks around. Yes, that's exactly what I think happens. So then do you think that Tim and Gold should go upstairs and murder everyone? <laughs> yes, let's add that to our to-do list. After, well, let, let's add that to our to-do. We'll go kill their upstairs neighbors after, uh, after we kill them today. Okay. Hey... Uh, yeah. Tethered. Yes. Tethered Gold. Tethered Tim. I wanted to talk to you about Captain Marvel. Sure. Let's talk about it. You know, I gotta say it. I'm a little over Samuel L. Jackson. <sighs> I thought you were going to bring this up. He's in all of the movies playing the same non-superpowered pretty boring guy and I don't need more of him. You don't like it? I don't hate it. It's just unnecessary. It doesn't do anything for you. It doesn't do anything for me. And that's been what Tethered Tim doesn't do anything for me this week. What? It's my new segment. Okay. Doesn't do anything for me. Gotcha. That's good to know. You'll know I'm done with it when I say, and that doesn't do anything for me. I'm losing you. Hold on. I'm losing you too. Tim, tell me more about Captain Marvel. Tell me more about the fuck.
I really just think that like there's nothing quite like a Bond flick. You know what I mean? Like just, they got them all up on Netflix now. It's like it's like really nice. We got another caller on the line. Hey. Hey, it's Tim. Hey, Tim, you're calling again. You hung up on me. Yeah. Well, I, I thought we were done. Oh, but I didn't get to say my famous catchphrase. Oh yeah, you're right. You're right. It's it, well, you just you you you're right. That was an oversight on my part. I got I got nothing for. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Hmm. All right. It's just we've well, been I'll having tell you a... what getting hung on without saying my catchphrase that doesn't do it for me. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's we've just been having some weird like interference going on. I feel like the signal's going in and out on the station. This I like I got to bring this up to folks uh, here. So I mean. But that I'm gonna blame it on the tech uh, today, Tim. A lot of weird stuff's been going on. I'm just saying, every time you get a little bit of static, anytime you get a tech thing, it just it feels like you take advantage of that situation and you keep hanging up on me, <laughs> you know. And then you're like, oh, you blame it on the tech, you blame it on whatever, you know. I uh, I feel like I was making some really good points to you. You were. I mean, we were talking. I feel like the stuff we're saying about like Captain Marvel and stuff was like pretty. I mean, I was excited about it. I was excited too, but. Uh, Okay, well, I guess I'll let you go. Have fun with the rest of the show. Hope the uh, the static gets better and uh, come out. There it is. You're right. It is better. Oh, he's now he's gone. Okay, interesting. Uh, just needs a Tim out, and then he's then he's gone. Anyway, like I was saying, so you got these uh, you got these James Bond movies. They're all on Netflix now. Uh, so I've been doing a little revisit, and uh, about like a year and a half ago on the show thereabouts or maybe it's like more than that i don't know i've lost track of time i think it, i think it was more than that i think it was like two years ago at this point uh we did a, a roger moore died and we did a little tribute episode to him we just did a big uh a, a, you know in bill simmons parlance we did a deep dive on uh james bond that day we had joe darlington on who hosts the being james bond podcast we talked all about uh the movies and roger moore and everything and I did a uh, I did a little top five for me, like a personal top five. Uh, and I think the oversight and we were talking about this with Fran Hoffner a few weeks ago. I think the oversight in that top five is Living Daylights. I think Living Daylights is like the uh, an, an unsung hero of the Bond franchise. You've got a great courtship sequence like we were talking about. It's very Cold War. You know, you've got some great locations. You're, they're in Vienna for a while in a little third man homage. Uh, the plot is very, they're so good at doing these things that kind of like flirt with Cold War without making the Soviet Union or like the Eastern Bloc the bad guy. I think they do, they do it really well in Goldeneye, too. I feel like that's like a very cool thing that they do. Um, which is like, it's all, it's all Cold War adjacent almost, but the feeling is evoked in the same way. So Living Daylights is like, there is an, it's similar to From Russia With Love, there is an evil organization that is like, you, you know, or a, a syndicate almost, that is kind of framing Russia for the assassination of British agents. Uh, and it's like a cool kind of thing where, like, they start getting assassinated with these notes that say Smirt Spionem, which is Russian for death to spies, which is a natural, you know,
24 is an evergreen topic on this show. It's the thing we talk about all the time. And about, oh, I would say a year and a half. Well, maybe it was more than, maybe it was more than a year and a half ago now. Because I remember it was at the old, the old studio. The old studio was when we did it. It's when, uh, uh, Kiefer Sutherland's tethered unexpectedly died. Uh, down here in the tunnels with all the rabbits. So we did kind of a, a little tribute episode to him. We had Joe Darlington's tethered on, who hosts the Being Jack Bauer podcast. Uh, we did a little tribute, and I I did. It was it was a lot of fun. It was a fun way of celebrating his tethered's life and the contributions he's made. Because you know we love that show. I I feel like, and we were talking about this with Fran Hoffner, a few uh, Fran Hoffner's tethered. A few weeks ago, which is that 24 Live Another Day is kind of the unsung hero of that franchise. Just a really underrated kind of, I guess because it happened so late in 24's run. That it doesn't get the attention that kind of like the classic seasons do those first, like, it's probably five years. uh, Where the show just kind of built and built in terms of its following and its acclaim. Uh, and it's it, it's really impressive. We we in the streaming era kind of take for granted how ambitious structurally Twenty Four was. When I mean it premiered in two thousand one, it premiered weeks after nine eleven. Uh, prestige TV was not a term on anyone's lips. Uh, the Sopranos, you know, was doing its second season. The Wire hadn't come out yet. Uh, so, you know, the, the, the TV happening in real time thing uh, viewed kind of as a gimmick, really. But it's really ambitious and I think holds up in a way that is, that is fun. You know, it doesn't feel, it doesn't feel dated. I think that the most dated thing about 24 when you watch it now is the split screen stuff they do. Like at various points in the episode, the, the screen will split off into like four different ways. I mean, that was like trademark look of the show. Uh, but it's the most sort of antiquated filmic technique that they're using. The real-time thing, the, the following, the events occur in real time. That is held up, I think, pretty well. I, I would be shocked uh, if people had some kind of problem with it. It's a little hokey in the way that media from that time is on a whole. So, all of this is a roundabout way of saying. I would like to update my ranking of the seasons of 24. This is something we talk about a lot. And this is a list that will probably evolve over time. Because I just rewatch this show constantly. My opinions are constantly changing as I grow and age and form new opinions about art and the things I love. I can use those new insights to inform old opinions about art that sticks with me. And 24 is at the top of that list. So here is the official ranking. Kolb's Tethered's official ranking of the seasons of 24. Starting at the top, we're going to go in descending order. Number one, season five. That's the season that won the Emmy for best drama. Deservedly so. That's they finally got. That's the thing. Because, you know, so many of these seasons at 24, 
the first 13 episodes are pretty coherent. And then the back nine kind of stumble a little bit. And it's rare that they stick the landing. Uh, A lot of memorable moments in most of them. But season five, they really stuck the land. I mean, they really, they really nailed it. It was the same quality throughout. A lot of fun action sequences. Great performance from Kiefer. And Mary Lynn Rice Cub as Chloe. Season five. Oh, and and, uh, I forget the actor's name. Uh, but the President Logan, the actor who plays President Logan is great. He's got a really fun energy on that, uh, that like sticks out in a fun way on that show. I think he's great. The season five of 24. Next season, I'm going to put it this high. 24 Live Another Day, a.k.a. season nine from 2014. It was only 13, 12 episodes. It was a much tighter story. And they just, they nailed, they knocked it out of the park. It's, it's prescient politically. It, it's kind of about drones and like hacker groups and stuff. Chloe's back. 24 Live Another Day, number two. Number three, season four. AKA day four. Then season one, the original season. Then season seven. Yeah, I like season seven. I kind of like the later seasons. I think they're like pretty fun. Season seven, then season two. Then season eight. Then season three, then season six. Season six at the bottom. A lot of people rate season three a lot higher. When I was looking at lists of the ways people have ranked these seasons. But I got to tell you, it never really did anything for me. This is the season, for those of you who don't remember, where Jack Bauer kicks a, uh, a heroin habit just by sheer force of will in the span of like a couple hours. And I get that time kind of has its own property on that show. You know, you can drive everywhere in L.A. in 20 minutes, et cetera, et cetera. But that was a bridge too far for me in terms of suspension of disbelief. So you got five, live another day, four, one, seven, two, three, six. That's the official rank. Site's been doing this cool thing where they're just like releasing a new a new show from the archives, like professionally mixed and mastered uh, on the first Friday of every month through nugs.net. That's what they've been doing. So like every month we're in this position now where we're getting a new Bruce Springsteen live show uh, every every month. And it's like really fun to go back and listen to them. You know, like they're again, they're professionally mastered. Some of them are coming from the original tapes that they taped, like from the soundboard, you know. Uh, so they, they sound great. All of them, I mean, they're doing an incredible job. The most recent one was the closing night of the Devils and Dust Tour uh, in 2005, uh, Bruce Springsteen. And, you know, they're dusting off a lot of... He, him solo, I think, is an interesting context because, like, it's not a thing I would, I would like, rush out to see. I think he's, like, best with the band. And I think they give him kind of an energy. Like, he feeds off of them in a way that I think is is really important to his live show. But the solo shows are a lot quieter. They're a lot more reflective, you know, by necessity. But it also kind of gives him a 
chance to dust off some songs that either like don't work with the band or like he doesn't I guess they don't want to go through the bother of rehearsing or like because it's a small smaller venue there's less risk in like killing the buzz of the crowd which is like you know it's huge that's instrumental The Rising Tour recently, the Bruce Springsteen bootlegs, have really been interesting for me to listen to because this was at a time when the band had reunited after the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 2000. No, no, 99. The Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, the E Street Band had reunited by that point. They go on this massive, you know, sort of year plus long tour. Uh, And you can just hear the joy at being back together and playing these songs live on stage that they're having. But by the time The Rising came out, this was the first time in, you know, 10 years that we'd seen Bruce and the E Street Band going on the road with new material. And those shows I just think are fascinating to listen to because you get some great versions of the new songs, you get some great versions of the old songs. movie i think it's just going to be really cheesy is that's my concern i mean obviously this is all speculation so it's it's diminishing returns in terms of the value of talking about a movie we haven't seen yet uh but i feel like there's just going to be a lot of cheese because like the thing is about elton john like there's just just not there's nothing really cool about him and that is the best thing about him in a especially in the rock world of the 70s which was dominated and populated near exclusively by like skinny white dudes doing like a cool pose for a living. You've got this like little fat boy from England sitting behind a piano, dressing ridiculously, dressing like Donald Duck at some points, just like really Madison Square Garden the other night. And get this, gang. He had John Fogarty from Creedence Clearwater Revival guest on stage. Now, I don't know about you, but this was, to my mind, the perfect concert. Billy Joel's hits. And then halfway through, you get two songs from John Fogarty. Up around the bend and fortunate sound of the ones he did. And again, this was during Billy Joel's stint at the Garden on March 21st. Mere days ago. It was Thursday night. Two of the most overplayed Creedence songs. But they're still new to me, baby. You go right from hits like Allentown, Pressure, Moving Out. To up around the bend, fortunate son, and then John Fogarty leaves the stage, and you're like, "Oh, thank God, we're going back to the good stuff." Billy Joel's hits. I don't know why I go to extremes. Everybody, 
Too high or too low. for people who don't know, is uh, called The Inventor, uh, Out for Blood in Silicon Valley, uh, which is about this company, Theramo, Theramos. Theranos, ran, founded by this woman, Elizabeth Holmes, who everyone is saying <clears throat> is, like, uh, uh, hot and, like, was able to charm these older male investors and, like, powerful political figures because she's, like, a, a, a thought you know, she's like a hot young thing. But then she's got this voice that I feel like should have, you know, turned everybody off immediately. Like she sounds like the voice that people do when they're impersonating a dumb jock. You like, like, oh, what's up, bro? Like, that's like how she sounds like the thing starts and it fades up on her. And she's just like this, this skinny, like white woman. And then they're just like, so what's like your dream for Theranos? And uh, she's just like, that every day people will know more about their health insurance and that you'll never have to say goodbye too soon. I stand or I fall. It all for nothing at all. Darling, I don't know why I go to extremes. Too high or too Time for the untethering! I am coming for you, Kolb! The tethered will rise today! This ain't no shadow link! The only problem with it is that you have to buy Denise Richards as a Bond girl, which like she just cannot handle these lines like she she cannot do it. Uh, But I mean, I don't know. It it, it never really distracted me, I guess, from the movie. Like it was not a thing that like it's just kind of like a a fun little (laughs) it's not fun, I guess, but it's like just kind of a thing you notice. It's not necessarily something that. Oh, no. Oh, my God. Hello? Hey, Kolb. Uh, hi, Kolb? Yes! It's me, you're tethered. I'm here to kill you and take over your life. Just like in the movie Us and also Shadow Link from Ocarina of Time. Uh, 
Uh, I have scissors. Well, I have a sword. I'm going to slice you. Well, I'm going to get you first. Take this. I'll beat you just like Shadow Link. One more hit. All right. Bars on the door opened. So I can get out of here. Well, guys, I just killed my tethered, um, so don't have to worry about that. Uh, show can go back to normal now. No more threat of uh, being killed by a person who just uh, who looks uh, just like me but talks weird. Uh, fun show today. Fun show, everybody. Good to be back. Good to be back from L.A. Didn't even talk about my L.A. trip. Uh, I guess we're gonna have to get to that. Uh, I guess we're gonna have to get to that next week. Anyway, stick around for point of order. Not point. Oh my god! Wow, that was embarrassing. Stick around for two thumbs undecided. They'll be coming in shortly, and then the Brooklyn conversation at noon, uh, and then objection to the rule at one p.m. Keep that dial tuned to Radio Free Brooklyn. This is a Ben Young versus Radio. I'm Colby Smith. I'm gonna go haul my tethered's dead carcass uh, out and put it in the dumpster outside the uh, the uh, station. Uh, here's that new Jenny Lewis song. Bye.